Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello. And welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And today we are bringing you Product Recall, a weekly episode where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its impact every Friday here on Forever 35. And yes, we do take requests. We do take requests. We have a big spreadsheet of requests. So send in those requests to 781-591-0390 by text or voicemail. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And just a reminder that everything we talk about on these episodes, like all of our sources and like the videos and commercials and stuff like that, those are all on our website, forever35podcast.com. So if you're interested in kind of digging a little deeper toodaloot on over to our website. We're also on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and you can join the Forever35 Facebook group, The Password to Serums. We have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter, and you can shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. And you know, every time we do a product recall episode, one of us really serves as the leader and one of us serves, or let's say the guide, and the other one is a participant on the experience. Yeah. And today, but, you're uh, the and, guide. But like, a, you know, and uh, like someone who's like really moving the story along, I think. Yeah. Like you and I are in a boat and you are steer- paddling and steering at the front and I'm just kind of helping a little bit in the okay. back. But really, I'm All also, right. I'm here here for the color commentary. Okay. Okay. Well, Kate, today we are talking about something that's like a little bit outside of the things that we, the products that we have already discussed in that, first of all, it is a hair product. Love it. And second of all, it's not like a uh, consumable in that it's not something that like you use up. It's something <laughs> reusable and over and over and over again. And in fact, I believe we are both wearing them today. You know what? I'm not. I'm wearing oh. another product that I is reusable. Really see, I can't really see behind your headphones. Okay. So we'll, we'll tell the people what we're talking about today. We are talking about scrunchies. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm actually in a hair clip. Oh, but you're in a I, hair clip. Okay. I do wear scrunchies. And one thing I'm actually interested in kind of talking about and hearing about is the way in which about five years ago, scrunchies had a resurgence. Because I wouldn't have been caught dead in a scrunchie. Literally, at the beginning of, I would say toward the end of the last decade, I started to scrunch. Maybe like 2017, 2018. Okay. But, Kate, but, we're going to get into that. I mean, wouldn't be caught dead. But first, let's talk about what a scrunchie is. What is a scrunchie? Why do a we call it that? A scrunchie is a fabric-covered hair elastic, essentially. So, you know, a regular old hair elastic is kind of like a rubber band, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. usually like very thin. And 
scrunchies are fabric covered. So they're better for your hair. Like they're not as hard on your hair as a tight hair elastic. Um, they come in all different colors and fabrics. You can get them for very cheap. You can also pay a lot for your scrunchie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kate, you alluded to something that we are going to get into, but I think we want to go back to the origins of the scrunchie. So picture it. It's the mid eighties. You are recently divorced from okay. from your heir to the Revlon Cosmetics fortune. Oh my God, I am. I am recently divorced. You are. You're recently from my divorced. Revlon heir husband. Yes, husband. Okay. You are a woman. Um, you were only married to him for like a year, so it wasn't a but long it was, marriage. It, it was a year that felt like fifty years. But I you imagine. dated him for like six years before that. But yes, the marriage it itself only lasted for a year. Okay. And now, like a year later, you're kind of at loose ends. Like, you're house-sitting in the Hamptons. <laughs> Sounds kind of nice, actually. You had been a singer, a songwriter, a music teacher. But, you know, now you don't really have any money. And you're so stressed out that your hair starts to thin. So, Dory, I'm in my, I'm house sitting in the Hamptons. Yes. I'm recently divorced mm-hmm. from, I, I'm assuming, a real pain in the ass. And how old am I when my are, hair starts thinning? You are in your early 40s. Okay. All right. Okay. Also, your name is Rami Hunt Revson. <laughs> I love that name. I love a Rami. Um, the Hunt is from a previous marriage. That is not her original name. Okay. Um, and she had been married to John Revson, who was an heir to the Revlon fortune. Mm. So, okay. Revson, Revlon. Okay. Exactly. You get it. Um, so, Rami later tells uh, the Washington Post that wrote about her, profiled her in, in the mid 90s. She says, I was so stressed out, my hair was thinning. Mm. And she realized she needed something really gentle to hold her hair back. Like, she didn't want to damage it. And also, like, not a lot of things held it. Like, she couldn't have worn a hair clip like, you, like you're wearing right now. She didn't have enough sure. hair. She even tried ribbon, and it didn't mm. hold her hair firmly enough. Um, the ribbon needed some elastic, but elastic alone was too rough on her hair. But then she was like, wait a second. I'm going to combine those. And she realized she was on to something. So Rami, like, did she like, let's imagine she takes out a sewing machine and she sews cloth around an elastic? That, the the mechanics of that have been lost to history. That's fine. We can imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she apparently like gets, I mean, I'm assuming she has rich friends at this point and she gets some rich friends to help her um patent it and um she patents the invention which by the way she names scunchy <laughs> and is she the founder of the scunchy hair hair company c u n c i yes we're going to get gonna to that so okay. scunchy I think it's how you pronounce it. Scunzi was the name of her was the name of her dog. Oh, that's a strange. I mean, I would have just called it the Rami, but okay. So Scunzi was the name of her dog. Okay. And um she Okay. So here is here is some lore that pops up in like every article about the scrunchie that to my knowledge, has never been fact-checked and seems to me to be possibly apocryphal. So I'm just going to like inject that note of skepticism into what I'm about to say. Okay. Okay. okay? And there's no way for me to fact-check this at this point. That's fair. 
Um, she claims that she got $20 million in orders <gasps> in her first month. Wait, and we're talking in the mid to late in 80s. In the mid, yeah, in the late 80s. Mm, Rami. I just, mm. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't believe it. So, you know, I don't know. She sounds like a real character and it, it wouldn't, she died last year. Um, oh, it wow. wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if she sort of exaggerated this number to, you know, bulk up her tale of, of the invention. But she claims, again, I'm just going to say, this is what she claims. She claims that she got $20 million in orders her first month and that it was, it was so many orders that her business went under because she couldn't keep up with the demand. Oh, man. I feel like that's a classic Shark Tank dilemma. Yes. Yes. Like, do you have the capabilities? And we have no, like, there's no information out there about, like, who was manufacturing these? Like, what what was her business savvy? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not it's not clear. So, to me, this is a sort of convenient narrative, right? Like, oh, I got so many orders. I got $20 million in orders. Also, are these like $50 scrunchies? No, they're like $3 <laughs> scrunchies. Like, it just it's seems... the 80s. Yeah. It seems totally impossible. But nevertheless, this is what has been, you know... Uh, what's the word? This is what has been kind of passed down. As like the legend of the scrunchie. You know, I'm all for an embellished, like, history. You know, like, may Rami rest in peace with a great story about her. Totally. So then what happens is a bunch of established manufacturers, like, get in on Mm. the craze and start making their own, including one that calls itself... Scunsy. <laughs> so wait a second. So the scunsy that I see, like at Target or CVS, when I go buy hair elastics, that is not Rami. That is not her company. Okay. But after the break, we're going to get into what happened when these other companies that had actual manufacturing capabilities. <laughs> Started making started making scrunchies. So we're gonna take a short break, and we will be right back. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my forties is not what I needed in my thirties. Totally, definitely not what I needed in my Mm twenties. But like. How are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click 
get started and then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like 
on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious dynam. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Okay, so where we left off was that our pal Rami claims she had gotten this absolutely astronomical number of orders in her first month of having these for sale. Wait a second, that's the first month? Yes, she said she got $20 million (laughs) in orders her first month. And also, keep in mind... This is like pre-internet. Like, were, right. were these wholesale orders? Who was buying them? Where was she selling them? Like, it's all very vague. Were people sending her checks? Were people, right. Was this, uh, was this, you know, like, like a lot of the mail order people that we've talked about already on the product recalls? Like, was she placing small advertisements in like the back of magazines and saying, send $3 to I mean, this post office box? What did she do with the $20 million? I mean, like, there's just like a lot of unanswered questions about this sure. alleged $20 million that I think at this point will probably never be answered. So, um, but what she does is she hires a lawyer. Always a smart move. Because keep in mind, she had patented the scrunchie. Oh. She had patented so the scrunchie. Smart. So smart. And in the pat, we'll put this on the website as well. So the patent shows someone with, you know, longish hair with their hair back in a scrunchie. And then it shows the scrunchie on the wrist. So from the so beginning, the, the scrunchie was sort of like meant to be worn on the wrist. And then there's kind of a side view. And then there's a view from above. I want to say that the side view looks like a, a, a piece of feces. It does. Figure three. Yeah, it does. Yeah, everybody right. should go check this out. It does look, right. everything else looks You're like a scrunchie. Wrong. And then there's just like a piece of poop. Look, Kate. Okay, it was September twenty second, nineteen eighty seven. All right, I don't hold anybody at fault. Um, so she hires a lawyer to enforce her patent. Good for her. And she basically gets all these companies to like they have to license the scrunchie from her. Yes. So she rakes in the dough. Good. Oh my god, the scrunchie. But you know she's. She's kind of a complicated figure. Like later, there's some like legal wrangling. I don't want to get too in the weeds, but like she doesn't end up making as much money as she possibly maybe mm. could have. Um, but either way, the the takeaway is that she creates a phenomenon. Like by I would say by the early nineties, every. I'm just going to say girl because at that point it, it was girls. Every girl I knew just wore, had a scrunchie. I mean, myself included, had a scrunchie on her wrist at all times. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can, I don't think you can think of the 80s, especially the late 80s without thinking of a scrunchie. Like and they, the early 90s, I think. Yeah. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Um, so it was just like, 
it just they it, the ubiquity of scrunchies is almost hard to explain now. Like they were just everywhere. It's a really good point. It is it, there. It is hard to explain, and also trends were being cycled around in such a different way, right? Like yes. you couldn't just go on Instagram and be like, "Oh, look at all these influencers wearing scrunchies!" Like totally, they got around. I don't know how organically. I guess totally. Um. So there's another, there's like a simultaneous invention in the late 80s, in 1987, by a woman named Colette Malouf, who you may have heard of. She is like a high-end hair accessories designer, essentially, um, who still sell, like her stuff is still for sale. And in 1987, she was recently out of college. She went to BU. And she invented something that she called the Maloof Poof. I love it. Which the LA Times later described as a silk-covered ponytail holder that looked like a rosette, the stylish precursor to the scrunchie. Now, what this is just inaccurate because Rami had patented the scrunchie like the same year that the Maloof Poof came out. Um, but it's just interesting that these two products were developed essentially simultaneously. Kate, I'm sending you a link to okay. an eBay listing for a Maloof Poof. It's essentially a like a huge scrunchie. <laughs> yeah, I now have a bunch of these from Kitsch, which makes a company that makes silky scrunchies. Yeah, this is just a scrunchie. It's it's basically just a scrunchie. But there are a few articles here and there that credit her with being the invention of the scrunchie. And here's something interesting, too. In my Googling, I found a link to a podcast episode where Colette Maloof is interviewed. And in the description of the podcast episode, it says she talks about how she invented the Maloof poof, the scrunchie, blah, blah, blah. You can't access the episode. It is unavailable. Oh, did Rami shut that down from the grave? So I'm like, did Rami shut that down? It came out in 2019. So before Rami died, and we know that Rami is litigious. So maybe Rami was like, "Uh, excuse me, Colette, you did not invent the scrunchie. Uh, yeah. I think I'm on um, team. I know Rami's a little bit of a character, but I kind of feel like I'm on team Rami here, having looked at the Maloof poof. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So just as kind of an example of the way that scrunchies had just like fully permeated youth and pop culture, Kate, I want you to watch the first link that I sent you. Okay. One moment, please. Scrunch and wear. Now you can make your own hair scrunches with the scrunch and wear scent. It's easy. Just crunch them, snap them, scrunch them, wear them. Scrunch and wear. You can decorate your hair scrunches to match your favorite outfits. Have fun with your hair with scrunch and wear. Nothing's easier than scrunch and wear. Crunch them, snap them, scrunch them. And now you can make scrunch and wear minis and barrettes with sparkling beads and charms. Scrunch and wear. Fashion Magic Scrunch and Wear set. Minis and barrettes sold separately. Uh, I would have wanted this scrunch and wear. Right? So this is yeah. from 1996. Oh, okay. And I would have been too old. But yeah, if you were I, too like, old. But like, had had you been in the right age group? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm curious whether like this is something that Rami got. Like, was this part of the license? I kind of feel like no. Like, I almost feel like them calling it the scrunch and wear was like... <laughs> a way around yeah. it i don't know well well and they call the scrunchies scrunches like you can hear the yes. voiceover calling it a scrunch totally totally rami is she has eyes everywhere she really, like she does she i does. would just i would have loved to like <laughs> been her lawyer <laughs> um in 1997 i found an interview with julia louis dreyfus and she one of the things she says in the interview is she admits to spending hundreds of dollars on scrunchies. 
Well, I mean, Elaine Bennis, her character on Seinfeld, has I like always has a scrunchie in. Her so hair's she, often half up, half down in a scrunchie. She herself was wearing scrunchies, although she says she bought so many that she had to give them away. <laughs> um, Maybe. But, <laughs> what if she's the one who bought twenty million dollars worth of oh my scrunchies? God. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. okay so so we, we see their influence. Yes, but my before we take another break. I just want to read you what I think is maybe my favorite um, instance of the scrunchie in pop culture. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is from an issue, the September 1999 issue of Cosmopolitan. And the subhead of this story about sex is AP penis pleasing. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Sure, you know how to wake up his willy. (laughs) Oh, my God. But how do you make a major impact on his member? Here are a few penis projects that will put him in absolute awe of your creativity. (laughs) Penis projects? First, grab a hair scrunchie that's not too tight. Quote, after he's fully erect, wrap it around the base of his testicles and the base of his penis. Wrap what? it twice if it's too loose, explains Kathy Winks, co-author of The New Good Vibrations Guide to Sex. Make sure the scrunchie is tightly secured, but not so tight that it's uncomfortable. Once your passion prop is in place, stroke or kiss his penis. Don't be surprised if he moans more than usual. Quote, that extra squeeze at the base of his genitals keeps the blood trapped inside his erection and causes pleasurable pressure, says Wings. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's just a cock ring? Yes, essentially. <laughs> Can you just, okay, just role, just like, let's just do some role playing for a minute here. Like, it's 1999. You read that yep. issue of Cosmo yep. and you're yep. like, I'm yep. not really wearing all these scrunchies anymore. Like, okay. So you go with your partner uh-huh. and you're like, hold on. And then you like pull out a hair tie and then you start wrapping your fucking hair tie around his dick. Can you imagine? <laughs> Has anyone done this? Has if anyone you are done this? This is my question. Have you wrapped a scrunchie around your partner's genitals? <laughs> Oh no, scrunchie is going to get that, dirty. Does that then become the sex scrunchie? Yes. <laughs> yes, you don't put that back in your hair. <gasps> oh my it's god. It's the same as a Do you have barf Do you have a barf bucket? Like in my family, we always had a bowl that became like the thing people vomited in when they got oh. sick and like I have one and it's labeled, but it's a bowl it was like it's like a former mixing bowl. Once you throw up in the mixing bowl, even if you wash it in like, you know, a dishwasher hot water, you don't go back to using Once it. Once you put a scrunchie on your partner's dick, you don't put it in your hair. <laughs> I, I, I mean, unless you're desperate. Look, like you ever have that moment where you're like working out and you need oh, a hair tie God. and you can't find any and all you have is the sex scrunchie? I would put it in. <sighs> it's rough. So wow, that just, I think that just speaks to, you know, the ubiquity and the power of the scrunchie. But, you know, what's that saying? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yeah, that's what they say about dicks wrapped in scrunchies. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's, that's like a little bit of a leap, but I'm going to go with it. Well, okay, Kate, I can't we're wait. Gonna, we're going to take a break. And okay. And we're going to talk about oh, the no. fall. And, and to be honest, I mean, to be perfectly transparent, the eventual rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Oh! <gasps> Of the scrunchie. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about 
things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. All right, we are back. So, Kate, remember the early aughts? Yes. Are we talking <laughs> like remember? 2001 to three kind of? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you remember how, like, basically everyone, I mean, well, look, I don't want to speak for you. I know that I watch Sex in the City every week. Yes. Like, I feel like everyone I knew watched Sex in the City. Even if you, like, sort of side eyed it, you still watched it. Yes, totally. Like it was just it was just part of the popular the pop culture lexicon. So, okay, I would like you to click on the second link that I sent you, and just as a little bit of setup, um, I forget. I think I think this is season six. It um, says here season six. Episode four. Yes. Okay. So this is season six. Carrie is dating Berger. Oh. And they have a a little bit of a fight. So okay. All right. Let's let's mute ourselves and uh, here we go. Watch this. All right, if you're still not finished, it's all over between us. I just finished it just this minute, I swear. I can't date a slow reader. Are you done? Question is, are you done? Yes, I'm done. And if you would shut your trap, I could tell you I loved it. Except for one huge problem. You have your leading lady running all over town wearing a scrunchie. A scrunchie. Uh, the hair thing? What's wrong with that? No woman who works at W Magazine and lives on Perry Street would be caught dead at a hip downtown restaurant wearing a scrunchie. Man, it's a good thing I came along because you may know the fellas, but I know the ladies. Great. Can I read you my favorite part? No, I'm done talking about the book. Uh, We ordering in? Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. Just based on that one clip. Let's hear him. Okay. I mean, number one, Sarah Jessica Parker is overacting that scene. Yes. Like, (laughs) nobody's business. 
like so badly. <laughs> a scratchy. But two, she's not wrong. Like Carrie is not wrong. No editor at W Magazine on pa- who lives on Perry Street in 2003. In yes. No way. Second observation, Burger was Burger? Bur- I forget how he's so hot. I forget I forget that actor's name, but he's so hot. He's I, hot. I forgot. He's hot. Yeah. Two like or three. An excellent it just encapsulates en- that scene encapsulates the male ego in such an amazing way when he a like shuts her down. A won't talk about percent. the book anymore because she makes a very accurate critique. The one thing that I will say about that though, as an author, she's clearly reading a fin like a published copy. Right. Not like an arc. Right. She's not reading a man she's not reading manuscript pages. It's like already published, that, we think. It's already published. Like at that point. Like, it's like, okay, but like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? This is when you write into the Forever 35 podcast and you're like, my boyfriend wrote a really great book, but he made a character wearing a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's already published. Do I give him the feedback? Totally. Totally. But I mean, she's of course correct. Yes. Um, yes. And he, I mean, he's a douchebag. The worst. And, and, the worst. And look, this is not a Sex and City podcast, but if it was, we could do like a seven series arc on how he's terrible oh so bad but anyway so this just shows by 2003 a mere four years after cosmo was telling you to use your scrunchie during sex um scrunchies were out very not cool very not cool everyone was wearing thin black hair elastics on their wrists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep oh yes that was it it was like also, like the kind of hair elastic that kind of looks like a little tie. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know I what remember those, those are called, mm-hmm. but they became kind of big in the aughts. Yes, but it was much more minimal. Yes. A sleek ponytail. I a mean, look, ponytail. Carolyn Bassett Kennedy, did she ever wear a scrunchie? Because I do feel like a minimalist style, like maybe never was in. I'm now Googling Carolyn Bassett That's Kennedy interesting. Scrunchie. I, I just always picture her with her hair down, but I don't. I don't oh, know. She loved a sleek pony. She loved. Yeah, you're right. She, you're right. She style did. Icon. I love her. Um, okay. No, I don't see her in a scrunchie. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, whereas, you know, in the 80s and 90s, scrunchies are just sort of ubiquitous in pop culture and just, you know, mentioned, I would say, positively everywhere. Now you get things like Amy Sedaris being interviewed in June 2005 and out, <laughs> and she's telling this anecdote. And part of the anecdote is I used to live across from this girl, one of those awful girls who wore scrunchies. <gasps> and I could see her having sex with her boyfriend. <gasps> what Probably scrunchie- using it on his date. What <laughs> <laughs> is scrunchie and sex crossover, I'm noticing. But anyway, who she knew? like okay. but but what was what was so funny to me about this quote is a scrunchie by this point has become such a signifier. Yeah. Of like someone who is out of step, like out of touch, not cool, um, you know, really like passe. And it happened fast. Um, so, but then, you know, so we, we go through a few years of the minimalist hair accessories. And then... In the early teens, something happens. In November 2013, the London newspaper, The Observer, notes that on recent catwalks, Vivian Westwood, Missoni, Louis Vuitton, and others had wound scrunchies across between a frilly anti-Makassar and a pair of nylon tights around the ponytails of dozens of models as part of a revival that includes neons and grunge. And Mark Jacobs was selling scrunchies for 25 pounds. Miss Sony was selling scrunchies for 55 pounds. Topshop and American Apparel started selling them for four pounds. Um, Socialites and they, they, Name check Prince Harry's girlfriend Cressida Bonus <laughs> as being rarely Cressida. seen without one. Um, they quote a stylist 
who says that scrunchies represented attitude, which feels like what young London is all about at the moment. And <laughs> um, Madonna is wearing a big one. Hillary Clinton wore one. Um, so, you know, the, the scrunchie is kind of coming back at this point. And also, <laughs> it's, it's also funny to me that this Sex in the City episode, whenever, now, whenever the scrunchie gets discussed after 2003, the Sex in the City episode is mentioned. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so then they're just back. So like someone just back. decided and they're back. Someone just decided and they're back. And then, um, you know, again, in 2019, the writer Amanda Mull, who we're both big fans mm-hmm. of, writes in The Atlantic mm-hmm. about the return of the scrunchie. I guess there was another, the Mansur Gavriel Fall 2017 runway show was apparently another big um, scrunchie. <laughs> There's another big... Uh, exhibition of the scrunchie and like articles were written about the return of the scrunchie again which which actually also dovetails with the timing that you were talking about in the beginning of the episode it sure does so i actually think i actually think that the london observer article was maybe a little bit ahead of the curve or like maybe it happened sooner in london than it did over here but i also feel like it was more like post maybe post 2015 that scrunchies really started coming back here. Yeah. I I can remember what inspired me to get a bunch of scrunchies, which is Jackie Johnson. I think talking about how Jonathan Van Ness told her to get some satin scrunchies and silk scrunchie. I can't remember satin scrunchies to sleep with at night and i was like uh-huh. oh and then i ordered a ton of them and then i just started using them all the time yeah yeah so and here we are amanda kind of takes a zoomed out view about this and she writes that you know when the 2000s came everything got really tiny and tight including hair ties Nylon-wrapped black elastic cords became the norm. Um, The golden age of scrunchies had an unusually ignominious and decisive end. The style was the butt of a famous Sex in the City joke in the early 2000s that declared the scrunchie hair tie non grata for fashionable city dwellers. Carrie Bradshaw found it hopelessly middle American and middle class. The scrunchie was mostly relegated to the home, used to hold people's hair in place while they slept or washed their faces. Now those tiny tight hair bands have been in favor even longer than their predecessors. Consumer restlessness is right on time and the 1990s are the obvious choice for reconsideration for reasons that run much deeper than hair accessories. So the scrunchie is back. And to me at least, they're not really going anywhere. No, because if that's 2017, we're now six years into Well, that this. was, she wrote the article in 2019, but, oh, but sorry, sorry. kind of like name checked the 2017 um, fashion show. Yeah, I think we're here, like, they're here to stay. Well, I think we are, as a culture, much more aware of like hair health now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like putting your hair back in those tiny tight hair elastics like is not that great for your hair like it's much gentler on your hair to have the fabric especially the satin one that you just you know that you just talked about i just have a memory of probably like around high school college of like i would rather like the thought of wearing a scrunchie was fucking mortifying Mm -hmm. like it's something shifted and that I was so hesitant to dip a toe back in. And that was kind of the first moment where I, I felt old, where I was like, people are wearing banana clips and scrunchies again. And the banana clips kind of seem to have faded, but the scrunchies. The scrunchie lives on. Well, Rami's legacy is bold and big. Bold and big. It's it's strong. Um, well, and I do just. That is and, fascinating, Dory. Well, you know, 
before we before we wrap up, I do just want to um, mention that Rami tried to kind of replicate the success of the scrunchie. She invented another hair accessory and patented it in 1994. What is it called? A cap with a sealable compartment. Okay, that doesn't quite have the same ring no. to it. No, it sure doesn't. It's called now, Kate, a cap with well, a this sealable... The, she never, what? to my knowledge, she never like gave it a real name. Okay. But that is what the patent is for. The patent, oh, I just texted it to you. Oh, no. For, <laughs> so, you know what oh, this no. reminded me of? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what this reminded me of? What? This reminded me of Lance on the other two, who's always inventing shoes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beloved Forever 35 show, the other two. I believe that oh he invented... Yes. I was trying to find this, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, did I make this up? But I believe no, this that one right. of the shoe inventions he has is like a shoe that is also a purse. Like, has a <laughs> compartment for for like money and this was essentially what she was doing like she was like i'm gonna make a hat that is also a purse (laughs) it has a pocket it's a hat it has a pocket pocket. it's a hat with a pocket which isn't Um, like it's not the worst idea but the the two examples are no the two examples are terrible um but you know the the patent expired in 2004 she never renewed it so new forever 35 merch you could get in on that <laughs> cap with a resealable pouch. <laughs> I mean, look, <sighs> worse ideas have made it big. I mean, <laughs> I feel like like there like Lance, some of Lance's ideas like aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe this is how we retire. You know, yeah. like this is how we fund our. Our lifestyle into our 60s story. Totally. Totally. R.I.P. Rami. (sighs) R.I.P. Thank you for your contributions to the culture. I mean, truly, that's a big one. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Kate, thank you for coming on this journey with me. I love you, listeners. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 